What's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of In Conversation With. Thank you so much for having me. That's awesome. A lot of these artists need the money that comes from tour. <laughs> What's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of In Conversation With. I am your host, Andre Williamson. And today we're joined by one of my buddies, one of my hermanos, Carlos Rios entrepreneur, business owner, business uh, guru. So we're going to get into a little bit of that today. Carlos, how's it going today? Hey, good, man. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. That's awesome. But I am no business guru. <laughs> well, don't say that. Let's not start that way. I mean, we're going to get into it. We'll see. Let's let the, let's let the audience decide. Um, how are you doing? How are you coping with everything? COVID-19, we're in a world pandemic. How are you coping? How's the business? Let's get into that a little bit. So how am I coping? In, in, a, in a short answer, I'm doing fantastic. I mean, sure, it's hit me like it's hit you and like it's hit everyone in the world. But I mean, being uh, trying to have some good perspective. I'm not in Mexico. I'm not in Bangladesh. You know, I'm not in a third world country. You know, God bless them because, you know, their challenge is far greater. We live in one of the best countries on earth. You know, I think while Justin Trudeau may have his downsides, I personally think he's handling things incredibly well. Same with, uh, you know, even, even Doug Ford, man. Like, I, I wasn't on his side uh, earlier last year, but I'm, I have to say I'm impressed with how he's handling it. So the support I'm getting with, with the government, uh, the way that Canadians are responding to this, you know, in terms of actually staying home and, and following the guidelines and how we flatten the curve so quickly, Despite everything, I'm doing phenomenal. I'm very happy. Uh, but yeah, I'm working hard to kind of catch up with all the things that have been hurt by this, like everyone, but I'm doing okay. That's good to hear. And you're absolutely right with the Doug Ford um, comment, because if there's anybody that's one, he's one. And, and I am a little bit different than some other people when it comes to Doug Ford. Like, I think most people are against him or they don't like him for whatever reason, but Back in 2015, 2016, I was a camera operator for CP24, and I was, I was shooting during the Ford era, during the Ford mayor era, and going to the debates and, and actually being able to see Doug Ford and Rob Ford up close and being able to talk to them. And what I took away from that was these are two guys who, despite what people think about them, they actually genuinely care about the community. They actually genuinely care about people. And I think everybody is starting to see that now. And now he's paying healthcare workers a higher wage, which is, which is great. So um, that's good. But let's get into uh, a bit of business. So you are your own business owner versus me. Um, why don't you talk about that a little bit? How's that going for you? Tell everybody what versus me is. Sure. So yes, I do own, I actually own two businesses. Um, so let's, I guess I'll start with versus me. So I started versus me two years ago um, and it's BSME versus me. Um, and what it is basically a competition platform. The vision of the company is that eventually we want to have many different divisions or branches of the company. So, you know, competition and, and jujitsu, which is what we started with called versus me grappling. Then we want to have versus me wrestling versus me taekwondo versus me skateboarding versus me esports. Um, and so we're diversifying it eventually, but that's what it is. It's a competition platform. And the business model is very simple. People pay uh, to register for an event where they compete in a certain activity. They collect points and at the end of the season, they win prices. We partner with other companies to get sponsors and, 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 and gifts and donations. We've given away trips to, uh, to the Philippines. We've given a bunch of gear and equipment to people that do jujitsu. 
uh, GoFloat Burlington, big shout out um, there to Jeff in Burlington with his GoFloat studio. So we give away uh, floats because of COVID, my business has to be shut down. So part of what I've been doing in the past month now, it's been exactly a month, is diversify as quickly as possible, as soon as possible, because that was my income that was completely taken from me. Not 30%, but 100%. My business revolved around people paying to do jujitsu. And obviously jujitsu, for those who know, it's a very close contact sport. So my, 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 my job literally went out. And not only did it go out, in one day, I had to send a whole bunch of refunds to people who bought tickets. I mean, justifiably so, right? So anyway, um, how is it going? Well, it's not going. <laughs> uh, but um, we are starting what's called Versus Me Esports. And that's going to be coming up very soon. Uh, it's ready. VSMEesports.com. Uh, it's live. It's, it's good to go. The only reason we're not pushing it is because I'm trying to partner up with some other, again, because that's what we do. We partner up with, with uh, other companies to give away prizes. I'm trying to get really, really good prizes for this. But yeah, that's how it's going. So yeah, the business is competition platforms. It's done because jujitsu COVID-19, once that's over, it'll come back. We, we will come back. And it's versus me grappling.com, VSME grappling.com. So it's on hold for now. My other business is uh, marketing. We have a marketing agency. It's called Ivory Business Solutions. Uh, our clients are also being, being hit. Um, one of our main clients is fortunately, and fortunately, they can still kind of continue their services. Others can't because they're restaurants. So obviously they're being hit very hard. So that also went down. So my one business went was gone completely and the other one was basically split in half thank you for breaking that down um i'm really glad that you mentioned how you are adapting to the climate in both of your businesses because one thing that i wanted to get into with you and other entrepreneurs is is the importance of pivoting and we never know like we know in business that we cannot control environmental impacts and this is one of them and it hit us all at once and we didn't know how long it was going to last and now it's been a few months and you're pivoting so uh, talk about the importance of pivoting as a business owner and how you have successfully identified how you need to pivot and how you've executed your pivot. When things in life aren't going your way, you have to pivot. And that also applies to business. If you have a friend, a relationship, a boss, a neighbor, an apartment, a dog, if things are not working well, if you don't make a change, it's going to continue. So when you ask the question, okay, about pivoting, once COVID hit, once my job went out, I had two choices. I could either sit here and wait it out and just like, like, like anyone else or everyone else is doing, by the way, not, not that there's anything wrong with that, because if you have a situation where you can actually live through it, maybe you have um, enough liquidity to survive it. If, if you're in a good place and if that's what you want to do, by all means, but when you're not, if you know you need to do something about it, you have to pivot. So what do we do? Just look, the best thing, the best advice on how to pivot, in my opinion, is look at your industry. What type of value do you bring? And if the value that you bring is no longer an option because of COVID, for example, my business is Jiu-Jitsu tournaments. If I can't give that value anymore, okay, how else could I bring value? Maybe I can start releasing footage or photography or maybe data of the tournaments that I've had or maybe diversifying to video games like I'm doing. Just ask yourself the question, not necessarily how can I make more money, how can I make more money despite what's going on or how can, ask yourself how can I continue to bring value the people that enjoy my business um, differently or in ways that apply today. For example, the, the consulting business, the marketing business that we have, Ivory Business Solutions, because a lot of our clients can't pay anymore because of their circumstances, we have two choices. Do we sit here and say, well, you can't pay, ooh, that sucks, or force them, which we can't do, obviously, because we're reasonable human beings, 
or we look for other ways to give value. And one of the, one of the things that we're doing is we're doing consult, consulting meetings online, kind of like this, where we give them advice on how they, they could diversify or the things that they should be paying attention to in their business. A lot of our clients are restaurants, for example. Um, so we talk about, okay, so what's going to happen when we come back? The restaurant industry is in a huge, I want to say risk, because, I mean, best case scenario, when we come back from this, what, maybe 20, 30% of the market will come back because, uh, no, 20 or 30% of the market will not come back because they probably have PTSD. They, they, they're worried about washing their hands all the time. Are people really going to be going to a restaurant? That's number one. Worst case scenario, 50 or only 40% of the market comes back. Like, we, don't, we just don't know. And running a restaurant is already high cost. Like, there's food and, and employees. It's a high cost operation. Um, that's one. Number two, will my staff even come back? If I'm a restaurant owner and all my staff, all these servers are worried about COVID, number one, maybe they got a job in this, in this whole pandemic because they needed a job. By all means, are they going to come back when I open? And if they didn't get a job, are they going to come back when I open because they're scared of, 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 of COVID? You know what I mean? Like there's so many things. Then, and then the rent. So the world is going to change. The market is going to change. So restaurants need to think in their own respective industries. If I was a restaurant owner, I would need to start thinking, okay, do I need to minimize the number of locations that I have because of the, the lack of foot traffic? Maybe I should start doing more deliveries. But if you're doing more deliveries, that means now you're competing with giants like Uber Eats and Fedora or even the bigger brand names like Keg and like, like Pickle Barrel. Is your brand name strong enough to compete in that space? Because the answer might be not anymore for a lot of people. And by the way, choosing to close down, as horrible as that sounds, might be the right choice for a lot of people, as sad as it is. You don't want to fight an, a, a losing battle. If, 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 if you get where I'm going with that. But, but anyways, I feel like I'm digressing, but, but you have to pivot. Back to your question, pivoting is critical. If you can't, you die. Absolutely. And thank you for breaking that down because one of the other things that I wanted to get into with you was, and you kind of touched on, is what businesses do you think are going to survive coming out of this and what businesses do you think are not going to survive or are going to perish, if you will? For me, I think restaurants, um, bars, uh, cinemas, like your good old Cineplex, your AMCs. I don't, see, I don't see them in two years making it out of this, especially the smaller places. Um, but you touched on that a little bit. What do you think, uh, what business do you think are going to survive? Survive? So th there's industries that, uh, so here's the thing. COVID is going to affect everyone, period. Period, end of story. Not, not a single industry will will we'll go by this without being affected. The difference is some will be affected slightly and some dramatically, uh, but everyone will be affected. So to say, okay, which ones are going to survive? Well, you could look at the ones that are the, the industries that if you look only at the industries that are going to be severely affected, like all the ones you mentioned, like the cinemas, the, the restaurants, the ones that have basically large gatherings of people, gyms with close contact, because gyms are going to be opening soon, but those are gyms where people are like on their own lifting weights. What I do, which is jujitsu, like you can't, that type of that, um, gym probably won't. But out of, the, out of the businesses that have that higher risk, the ones that are going to survive are those who simply are good business owners who are creative and who can come up with ways to change their policy and procedure to implement social distancing. So there's going to be cinemas. That, I'm, I'm, let's talk about the worst, cinemas or like restaurants. Or like we just said, let's change it to cinemas to kind of change the topic. Cinemas, we're probably not going to come back for a long time. But in a hypothetical sense, and by the way, I'm no, obviously I'm no doctor, but in a hypothetical sense, you could, if you have a, a cinema where everyone is sitting six feet away, 
there's no food being sold. And if there is, it's very, very carefully managed. And you can kind of go and get into your seat with that distancing. See, that could work. And cinemas that do that could survive. What I just said, though, is extremely expensive. Think about how many cinemas exist. It's not as easy as a, a restaurant could separate. So restaurants are going to open up soon, but they're going to have 50% capacity. That means that all their tables are going to be spread further. It's easier to move a table in a restaurant than it is to <laughs> separate seats in a cinema. So every, again, every industry has their own individual challenges. So who's going to be hit up the most, to answer your question? All of those that have large group gatherings. But that doesn't mean all of them will die. Those who don't adapt or those who don't have the liquidity or capital or assets in their balance sheet to actually implement solutions that could be costly, for better or for worse, those probably won't survive. But it all boils down to the business owners and the creativity behind them. I'm sure you know this. I mean, you're in advertising as well, so you're fully aware of how important creativity is. So creativity has not been taught in schools for the, you know, the past couple of, sorry, in the past couple of years, creativity is not that much, it's not pushed that much in schools. Uh, I just did my master's. Uh, oh my God, this looks like a plug-in, but I mean, I'm wearing this hat not to plug Schulich, but because my hair is so long. But, but for example, I just did my master's at Schulich and they, we had a class that was literally just creative thinking. And at first, I'll, I'll be very candid and transparent with you, myself and a lot of my colleagues were like, really like, we have accounting and, and, and all these other classes and, and we have creativity and we were doing exercises like we're in kindergarten and it was like, really? And I can tell you now that in practice with our clients that we've had it with Ivory and even in my own business and even in my own life, the creativity exercises that I learned in that class have completely changed how I do everything. Because I used to think, oh, I'm creative. I can come up with an idea. But when you implement the actual exercises, there's exercises, which I can get into if you want. I just don't know how much time or whatever. But there's exercises you can implement and I was like, whoa, how did we come up with this? Why am, I why am I bringing this up? Back to the question at hand, businesses that are going to lose or survive. So those who don't know how to change and adapt will die. And those who have creative thinking or who can appreciate and hire people who can be creative will probably get out of this either unscathed or just barely survive. Yeah, and you're totally right. And I had a conversation with another friend of mine, and he said the same thing. And what I said was, I think you're ignoring or you're underestimating the behavioral change that this is going to cause in the community, in the actual consumer themselves. Because yes, you can say Cineplex can do a better job in implementing social distancing and saying, hey, we can only have two people in a row or 10 people in a row, whatever. But I think what people are ignoring is the behaviors of of the individual, of the consumers are changing. People are starting to eat more at home. People are starting to watch more movies at home. Uh, Drive-in movies are going to become a thing now. So you can try to be as creative as you want as a restaurant, but what if people are just going to start cooking more at home? There's, there's companies like Good Food, right, that actually send you the entire kit and then you make it and you sit down with your family. People are starting to connect more at home, right? So all of these things are starting to change. So the behavior of the actual society and consumers are changing so that's why i think a lot of these businesses are gonna uh, have a hard time let's just i mean we're just having a conversation like very good question very good point if you and i own the keg or pickle barrel it's okay that i'm saying these brand names right anyway if you and i own these let's say you and i okay so what do we do hey why don't we let's just get creative why don't we start telling people through our instagram because by the way they have a good following because they have that brand power this is what i'm saying like if you have brand power leverage it so if we're the pickle barrel or, or the keg, 
who all people who already know our meal, people who for the past how many years have been coming to us, who already know us, why don't we start teaching them how to cook our meals at home? Hell, maybe we can even sell them our, our materials or our, our ingredients or make videos exactly how to make, replicate it at home and maybe compete in price. Because now we don't have the operational cost of the staff. We don't have the operational cost of you know, the overhead of the location. Maybe we closed 30% of them and now we can afford to lower that price point and now we can compete, like you said, with good foods. There, there's just a, an idea. I'm not saying that's a perfect idea, but what I'm saying is think about how you can survive because if you don't, you'll drown. Right, and that is something that they could do. And I don't exactly. do that. I don't know if that's even something they're thinking about, but you're right. Like they could compete with those guys because they're, they're already way ahead of this. Like the Good Foods, there's other companies too, but uh, I, got, I got like a $50, $50 coupon. I could just get, that's like two free meals right there, boom. And Did you get the email from Foodora? Sorry to interrupt. Yes, yeah, Foodora. There you go. They're, they're out of here, but we still have, what is it, DoorDash? They're still... Yeah, skip the dishes. The dishes, like, there's, there's tons of them. Um, I want to talk about, I want to get a little bit more personal. Like we're sure. talking about business and the economy and, and things like that, that, that. That's all great. One, one big upside out of this is that people are learning a lot about themselves. They're learning a lot about their triggers. They're learning a lot about what they do to cope with things. Um, for me, personally, I've learned that I deflect a lot. I, I try not to sit in discomfort a lot. So I, I distract myself with things, whether that be going to the bar or whether that be watching a sport or seeing a friend or playing video games or whatever it is. But being in your apartment, not having anywhere really to go and just seeing yourself every day, you have to face yourself. I figured that out. So I've discovered meditation, not discovered, but rediscovered, I should say, meditation. I'm stretching every morning. Um, I'm, I'm reading more, I'm journaling, uh, I'm seeing a therapist just to talk to somebody about like what's going on and just like not, not even because of any other mental health reason, but just being, just having a sounding board. Those are the things that I've come out of this with. Have you discovered any of those things? And if so, what new habits or routines have you developed? I have developed, <laughs> this is a, I have developed a very, very strangely loving, tight bond with my dog. Um, and I know it's not, it's not that important, but to me it is like, I, I never leave my house without him anymore. Before I would leave him here when I go to like, you know, the gym or to a, a work meeting, because I was, even though I'm an entrepreneur that works from home, I had meetings with clients. So sometimes I have to go to their offices and I would leave my dog. Now all our offices, all our meetings are via zoom. So any single time I leave this door right here, he comes with me. And so I've developed this bond with him and, and I feel connected to him. I feel like maybe I'm becoming an animal, but, but, but I don't know. That's one thing. Second, uh, that's one thing that's new since COVID. Something else that's new since COVID is that I'm actually becoming better at getting up early in the mornings. I'm not a morning guy. I've never been a morning guy. I work till late at night, 3 a.m. I'm the most creative. No one's bothering me. No one's, you know, great. But that started to change. I've always wanted to be a morning person. When I got my dog, like last year, it started to help me to be a morning person to have a dog. I need to go outside and pee, right? Like, so it kind of started to help me. So since I got my dog last year, I've become significantly better at getting up early. However, since COVID, don't ask me why. I'm not even sure why. But since COVID, I'm better at getting up early, early in the morning. And I go on extra long walks with my, I'm talking, I get up at 7.30 or 7 every day. Even on Saturdays and Sundays, it's just so easy now for me. And I go to bed earlier now. Like, 11 30 11 i'm going to bed 
that's a change that happened since COVID somehow that I'm very thankful for. I enjoy it very much. Um, in terms of meditation and exercise, I gained weight, man, and I'm so pissed. I've gained some weight because all, all the exercises I used to do was jujitsu, and now that I don't train, the whole push-up things and that, like, I should be. I'm, I'm trying, but I'm not keeping up with it. I don't like it. So I'm gaining some weight that's bad. I'm not meditating more. I think I should. I'm envious that you are. Um, but maybe I'll take inspiration from you. Yeah, I've been meditating every morning, you know, guided meditation, 10, 11 minutes, that kind of thing. And then I just do a stretch and then I journal. That's sort of the routine that I've developed. And, and that's been great. But thanks for sharing all of that. And what's your dog's name, by the way? Nogi. <laughs> oh, Nogi? <laughs> just Nogi. Nogi the dog. All right, Carlos. Well, thanks for having the conversation with us, man. I really appreciate you sharing all the information and um, letting us know how you've grown and how you've pivoted in your business and sharing your views on the economy and, and uh, business. Um, why don't you let everybody know where we can find you and find your stuff and get in contact with you if you need to. Sure. Um, before I do that, then I, I just want to say, um, well, thank you, obviously, for having me and, and for even doing this, man, because, um, you know, people like me who lost their job to COVID and people who have been affected by COVID and especially who are entrepreneurs trying to build something, you have to remember being an entrepreneur doesn't mean you're successful necessarily. I mean, it's hard work. It's not necessarily the best thing. And we need all the help we can get, as you know, obviously, as well with your own business. And Thank you for doing this. Continue to do this and getting these cool guests to come in and talk about what they're doing because everyone needs all the help that they can get. So that's awesome. Uh, in terms of my stuff, uh, if you're into jujitsu and you would like to compete in some jujitsu tournaments when COVID is gone, you can go to VSME versus me, vsmegrappling.com. Um, if you play video games and you want to check out what we're doing in the esports world very shortly, but you can still check it out, it's VSME esports or vsmeesports.com. Um, and if you are into marketing or consulting, if you want to have a consulting conversation on Zoom like this, or, or if you need some help with digital marketing, it's ivorybusinesssolutions.com. And if you want to talk to my dog, you can follow me on Instagram at RiosBJJ. <laughs> Love it. Appreciate it, man. Thanks for taking the time and, and enjoy yourself. Stay safe out there. Thank you, man. All the best.